Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity, tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I am super excited to bring back onto the line Maya Huchan. We had such a great conversation on the last episode talking about her concept and her book of Saving Face. So if you missed that, go back and get yourself caught up. Listen to that episode. We'll still be here when you get back. But Maya is a globally recognized keynote speaker, best-selling author, leadership educator, and master certified coach. She specializes in global leadership, cross-cultural management, diversity, equity, and inclusion. She is also the founder and president of Global Leadership Associates, which is a global consultancy that partners with organizations to build leadership capabilities and enable profound growth and change. And you should also check out her new book titled Saving Face, How to Preserve Dignity and Build Trust. It was an Amazon number one bestseller in three categories when it was released. So you can grab a copy of that book and keep up with Maya and everything she's doing at her website, mayahuchan.com. So go there and check her out and connect with her on social media while you're there as well. But Maya, it's great to have you back on the show. Hey, Mario. It's nice to be back. Yeah, we had such a great time chatting about Saving Face on the last episode, and you had a great story about one of your clients that you told. I won't spoil it in case people haven't gone back and listened yet. They can go hear that story there about your client who we called John. But in any case, just to keep the conversation moving, you know, I, there's something that we talked about in the past in one of our conversations, and you have uh, three concepts that you've identified for Saving Face. I'd love if you could share that with the audience. We can talk more about those. I'll be happy to. So first, there, uh, let me kind of give uh, the definition of face, right? So face represents individuals' self-esteem, self-worth, identity, reputation, pride, and dignity. Okay, so face is how you see yourself and also how others perceive you inside and out. Now, so there's three key concepts of face. Um, number one is honoring face. Okay, so this is something that I mentioned last time. It said this face is our new social currency in our time. Okay, so the more you make that deposit, the more face you have, the easier and faster you can get the job done. And so honoring face is literally how you make that deposit into that, invest in your relationship. And so honoring face are actions that you take to show respect, admiration, and grant dignity to others. So you honor face um, to lift people up, to enhance their confidence and build trust. And um, it's really not rocket science. Right? There are things that we can do, and probably we're doing it already. 
uh, but it's just doing it more intentionally. So how do you honor face? Let me give you a few examples. You can listen to people, and that's one of the key things that we don't even realize is just simply listen to people. 30% of the U.S. employees, actually, according to a, a, a Gallup survey, that feel like they're not being heard at work. Okay, I'm sorry, the other way around is 30% feel like they're being heard. 70% feel they're not being heard. Um, so, you know, listening to them is number one. And you can also ask people for their input, and you can um, continue to give credit to people where credit is due, express your appreciation, empathize with people, acknowledge their input, and also give people equal time and wait. Okay. And so, you know, one of my best, um, one of the, um, uh, the quote that I love the most is, is from Maya Angelou. She said, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you make them feel. Okay. And so when you honor face for someone, you send a message. I see you. I hear you. You matter. Okay. So that's the first concept, honoring face. Second one is losing face, and that's something we wanted to avoid. So losing face uh, describes conditions where people feel devalued, humiliated, or unappreciated. So when people lose face, it can provoke a wide range of negative emotions, okay, such as fear, shame, anger, vulnerability, and so on. And so, you know, when, when you have those type of um, negative emotions that they can directly impact people's work. You know, people, if they feel they're not being respected, they may not speak up, speak as much, speak up as much, or they may stop asking questions. And um, this can also impact how well they perform their jobs. And now, Maya, from what we talked about on the last episode, we we're talking about kind of similar concept. I just want to bring yeah. up for maybe people who didn't hear it or who may have forgotten it, losing when it comes to losing face, it's not just about you losing face. The interactions you facilitate or have with other people can cause them to lose face as well. So it's not just about protecting yourself, right? It's also about being cognizant of the feelings of the people that you're communicating with and being sure that you're not only being clear with them, but you're communicating in a clear in a clear way, but also in a way that helps them, you know, brings more, elicits positive emotion from them, so to speak, Absolutely. in a way that they're, that they're enjoy being communicated to, I guess. Yes, yes. And so losing face, it's in, in this concept, really, it's about helping the other person preserve their dignity and then feel respected, right? And so that's losing face. Now, the third concept is actually the key concept here. It's about saving face. So saving face is the authentic and intentional act of turning around a situation to preserve dignity for everybody involved for a positive outcome, okay? And so let me let me give you an example of how do you save face, okay? This is actually one of the true story and it's something that I, um, one of my favorite stories. <laughs> so let's just call this person Jeff. So Jeff was the finance director of a company and Jeff was facing a big crisis. Under his watch, a frontline employee had stolen over $100,000 in an eight-month period. As the finance director, 
Jeff had designed and deployed the entire cash flow process that actually allowed this employee to commit this fraud undetected. So it was a high profile case and it was discussed not only in the security meetings, but also spread quickly throughout the company. So when the theft was revealed and the scope of this whole thing ballooned with each day of this investigation. So Jeff felt entirely responsible. And also personally, he felt victimized. It was an example of losing face big time. So very soon, the company's COO planned a meeting with Jeff and his team. So you can tell Jeff was so stressed out that he lost weight, he couldn't sleep, and he even developed a bad rash. So for days, Jeff felt like a dead man walking. Okay. So when the day finally arrived, the team waited nervously in the conference room for the COO. And the COO walked in. And Jeff, dread, his dread and anxiety was impossible to ignore. The COO broke the tension with just one sentence. I don't care about the theft, he said. He continued to say that theft is unavoidable, whether one runs a hot dog stand or a multinational company. The company was insured and would be okay. The COO said, I only want to know that you plan to review the process and fix it. And you seem well on your way from what I can see. Jeff's demeanor immediately brightened. They, the, the, they start to focus on the problem solving throughout the entire meeting. And Jeff returned to his job with renewed energy and the COO has saved his face. So how did the COO do it? He created psychological safety while holding him accountable. He didn't let him off the hook, right? He still, he was kind and firm. He chose his words carefully and then he showed humility and emotional intelligence when dealing with this emotionally very delicate situation. And he helped Jeff overcome shame and embarrassment very quickly and refocus his energy on resolving the problem and move forward. He sent a clear message to Jeff, I trust you, I have confidence in you to do the right thing. And that is saving face. That's a fantastic story. And I wanna, there's a couple things I wanna talk about with you in that story really quickly that caught my attention. Yes. The first thing was the, the word that you brought up, humility, because I think a lot of people, especially in business, think that humility is a weakness and it's, not it's the complete opposite actually humility properly deployed is one of the biggest strengths you can have in business and so i think that that story is a great example of that and i think that you know another really good use case for humility if not the best use case for humility is for us christians going back and looking at the life of christ which was all about humility and you know it really look at everything he accomplished 2000 years later He's still the central figure in most of our lives. And he did it through humility, not through power and taking things and, you know, doing that sort of thing. So humility, huge. Yes. The other piece I want to talk about is psychological safety, because I think humility leads into psychological safety a lot of the time. It's a big piece of it. But I think, you know, we all tend to want to I, I, in today's heavy social media world where opinions are flying left and right and people are actually starting to misinterpret opinion for facts which is a whole other problem in and of itself. But I think it lends itself to people being on the defensive more often than they should be. 
And so I think psychological safety is so important because it really considers the feelings of the other person. It's not you trying to be right, you demanding it. It's you deploying humility correctly to allow the other person to feel safe so that you can have a constructive conversation and come to solutions that serve everyone. Instead of worrying about yourself and how you look and saving your own face, you can actually save your own face, I think, in a lot of times more constructively and more effectively by helping and focusing on the other person save their face. Oh, well said. Absolutely, Mario. 100%, you know, agree with you. You know, and and as leaders, we we wanted to really make an effort to make sure that we create that psychological safety at, in our workplace, right? So, so what is psychological safety, right? So maybe there's something that we should, uh, we should define first. So psychological safety is it, it's, it's, uh, defined by um, a professor at Harvard Business School, um, Amy Edmondson. She said that psychological safety is a sense of confidence that the team will not embarrass reject or punish someone for speaking up, okay? And it describes a team climate that characterized by interpersonal trust and mutual respect, okay? And so when people feel safe, they tend to be more creative and they trust each other more and they spend more energy focusing on getting the job done, achieve their goals versus self-protection. And they laugh more, right? They enjoy their work more and they tend to stay at the, in the same company longer. And, uh, and then they can contribute the best um, at their ability. So there is a lot of direct benefit to the bottom line by creating psychological safety. Absolutely. And I think it is, you know, I, I always like to look at, um, you know, the feel of the situation. One of the things we teach our clients when we're working with them and their media efforts and, you know, to really connect with people at a deeper level is the three Fs, which is feel, frequency, and format. And I think that first F of feel is how do you want yourself, the other person, and anyone else that's involved in the situation to feel before, during, and after the interaction? Yeah. So it's how do you set up that feeling beforehand? How do you operate in the moment? And then when all the parties disengage and walk away, what's that What's that after effect? And it's not about what you think intelligently or, you know, tangibly. It's how do you feel? Because your feeling will determine what you think, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's, that's really um, sums up really well in terms of, you know, how do you create a psychological safety in the workplace? And then going back to if you can honor face, right? And make people feel appreciated, respected, and included. And you don't, you avoid causing somebody to lose face. And then at the end of the day, and also when there's a sensitive situation, make sure that you save face for people. And if you can do all of that and lead by example, set the right tone, then you will be able to have a team that work well together and very high, high performing. And that's, that's what everyone wants, right? Everyone yeah. in business, you want your team to actually enjoy what they're doing, to feel like they have the freedom to do it at a very high level and to come in and do it with a level of excitement that, you know, makes them want to push forward and want to be take initiative and want to 
impact everyone in a positive way. Absolutely. And, you know, um, last point here is that I've been recently since our, the pandemic, I've been coaching a lot of healthcare leaders and they have to do so much under so much stress and pressure. Right. And one of the key lessons they have learned and share with me is that it's all about people. At the end of the day that we're here to work together to save lives. So put your ego aside and focus on how do I build my team so everybody feel they're cared for and also focus on our patients, focus on the people that we work with every day. That So at the end of the day, it's all about how we make people feel and then in turn that they're going to make the best contribution and everybody wins. Awesome. Well, Maya, thank you so much for everything you shared, not only in this episode, but in the last episode we have. I've enjoyed both of our conversations and got tons of value from them, as I'm sure all the listeners have as well. I want to remind them to find you at mayahuchan.com. That is your website. They can get that link and all your other links in the show notes. And also, while they're there, to grow or while they're wherever they buy their books, to grab a copy of your new book, Saving Face, How to Preserve Dignity and Build Trust. Thank you so much again, and I can't wait to do this again soon. Thank you, Mario. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.